Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Look at that. A three-game winning streak. Didn't think we'd be saying that, but of course, there's more nonsense going on. I need the, I, I forgot the whiteboard. I was going to bring it. It's been zero days since the Bulls' last nonsense. We got more, and it came in the fashion of an old-school Wednesday night news dump at 10.30 p.m. Welcome into Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench club member in Tennessee, Vol C.J. Watson. C.J., I'll take three in a row. No matter what happens, I'm taking three in a row. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll take it any win, any way it gets. And uh, I'm just glad they, they got three in a row. And like I said, I hope they can keep the streak going. Yeah, you got a good opportunity coming up here against the Spurs and Victor Wembanyama. That's in San Antonio. But, of course, we got more news on the Zach Levine front. And it's not great for multiple reasons. I'm going to tell you what all that is after I tell you about our great sponsor, betonline.ag. The holiday season is off and rolling. One of these days, I got to bring out the Christmas sweaters on here. The NFL is in full stride. The NBA and NHL are hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering information. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, Bet Online is info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played. From MMA to international soccer, don't forget college football playoff is coming up. Army and Navy this weekend, by the way, go Navy beat Army. If you are a sicko like me and you're going to take the over, you can do that at Bet Online. What are you waiting for? Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code Believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Also, in speaking of the holiday season, we have an official T-shirt of our show. If you're looking for some stocky stuffers. Jordan Pippen, any at the last dance campaign style t-shirt at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff at the Believe Shop. To support the show is on the network, but to support our program, though, Jordan Pippen, any at the last dance shop.believe.com. You still got some time to get your Christmas shopping done. I've got to do mine. What's, let's see, probably December 22nd. I'll go do mine because that's just how I roll. But if you want to order that online, the link is in my social media bios. We are celebrating today because the Bulls have won three games in a row. First time all year. They're coming off their first two game win streak. Now you got three in a row. Things are looking up. We're going to get to that in a little bit, though, because at 10.30 p.m., that's the exact timestamp that that came out, Zach Levine will be out three to four more weeks because of foot inflammation that has kept him on the sidelines the last three games. Not great. Not great, CJ. Yeah, not great news at all, but, you know, I guess it comes at perfect timing, uh, you know, and I guess the, his return date is right around the time he can be traded, um, but uh, like I said, it's definitely uh, probably a little frustrating for him, but hopefully he gets healthy, he gets back, but it's, it's more opportunity for these young guys to get in there, get some experience, get some playing time, and like uh, the GM wanted, he gets to see what this team is about without Zach. I think it's frustrating in general. Like, not just for him, I think it's frustrating for everybody because yeah. this is twofold. For one, they're playing really well without him. 
great. Mm-hmm. You're going to get your young guys the this experience. They're looking the part, too. Like, Kobe White has been a completely different player as of late. That's really good. But the other part of it is he's hurt, which hurts his trade value when you're trying to trade him and maybe like DeMar can go too, but Zach's going to be your first piece. He clearly is open to a trade, which again, that feels like a trade request without right. saying the word <laughs> trade request. Right. Like, so this, the timing of this is so interesting. And I'm very curious to see what this means on the market because there is no market right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Like you said, it's definitely, you know, precarious, but this time, uh, and why he had an interview and why he talked about it and all this kind of stuff and why it's coming out now. But like you said, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out, how it works out, and, uh, you know, kind of just kind of just go from there. I think that's all what the whole team wants. They want all this, all this drama to be over so they all can just move on and, you know, and just play basketball. Now, Zach did talk Thursday just before we started recording. This was about an hour before we started recording on here. He spoke about it. He didn't want to after the game last night because he said he didn't want to take away from the win. It also, the announcement came out after media was done. So mm-hmm. that's the first part of this whole thing. But he also said he tried to play against Charlotte, couldn't go, his foot swelled up. He got some sort of injection in his foot. He also dismissed the idea that this is keeping him on the sidelines to protect his trade value, which was, I mean, everybody's first thought on Bulls Twitter was, let's see, three to four weeks from now, what's in three <laughs> to four weeks? January 15th, what happens on January 15th? The entire <laughs> league can be traded. Like, so he, he dismissed that idea, but either way it he's clearly he's hurt. He's, he's not yeah. traveling to San Antonio. So right. I'm not trying to say they're holding him out, but the timing of it with that, with the, the news dump that it was after the game, after the locker room closed to the media, the optics weren't great. Yeah, not at all. I think at the end of the day, you just want to help the Zach Levine. Like you said, uh, uh, especially, you know, everyone's been talking about training him and uh, he wants to get traded. And uh, you want to get the most trade value back you can from him. So you can't do that if he's hurt. So definitely want him uh, healthy, you know, uh, not having any issues with his foot, stuff like that. So and then definitely just coming back and playing maybe a couple games just to see, uh, you know, his see what his trade value is. And hopefully you get as much as you can for it. And Shams was on FanDuel today. He was on uh, Run It Back, his show on there. And he pointed out the Bulls said three to four weeks. He said four to five weeks. And that would line up with that January 15th date. And like I said, it's, I just don't know what his value is going to be. We, right. I was worried about the knee. The knee seems fine. Now it's his foot. It's another injury concern. It just, it's going to determine a lot when it comes time to start talking about trades because nothing's going to happen in the next week. I'm sorry. December 15th was a, a fun date when this all came out, but that's not when the entire league can be traded. So yeah. you've got another month here to figure this thing out. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think, like I said, hopefully that's what he'll be doing, you know, rehabbing and getting healthy and uh, doing things like that. But like you said, in uh, that, that time, you know, hopefully the GM will be trying to make calls and see exactly what his trade value is. And hopefully you can get, like I said, this the most out of it and, uh, and maybe package some other players with it and just kind of just go from there. Now, let me be clear. Just because there's been reportedly no trade market for him, whatever, I hope AK still make the calls. Right, yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> I, hope, yeah, I, I hope he, I hope he's kicking the tires on stuff. Yeah, I hope already, he's not just sitting there waiting for calls. <laughs> right, right. Like it's, it's December seventh. Don't be, uh, uh-uh. uh, be aggressive with this. And yeah, yeah. I, I would be calling every single team. Like, hey, we're asking around. We know there's no market right now. Trying to get a feel, temperature right. check. Obviously, it's gonna be a little tougher at the moment. But I mean, that just makes things tough on the front office trying to figure yeah. this whole thing out. Because us as fans trying to figure this out. 
are like, okay, he's hurt. What does that mean going forward? If you're in the front office, you're trying to do this. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. But you know, I think every year we see this around, you know, maybe this time, you know, these big star players or who may want to get traded or this rumors about them getting traded. They always have this mystery in injury. I'm not saying he's not injured, but you know, they have these injuries and uh, I think the front office and the teams just want to see what they have without this player there. So and I think you're getting a good dose of it right now with the, the young players we have, other guys stepping up and playing big roles in big minutes. Well, and the other thing with the with this is the NBA changed its policy with star players. Like they're not, mm -hmm. you don't, they don't like you sitting, sitting out, star yeah. players just to sit them. Like they made that right. fair. They didn't like that before. They put in a provision for postseason awards now, where you got to play a certain amount of games, mm -hmm. and you have to like, for lack of a better phrase, defend why you're keeping them out. So he right. is legitimately hurt. I want, I want to make that very, very clear. Like the NBA right. does not want you to play those types of games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're definitely finding people. They want fans and them to get their get their money's worth because people are spending their hard earned money coming on to watch watch players play, and some of them only want to see uh, particular players play. So it's definitely you gotta go by the rules. And um, like I said, I I believe he's hurt. So you know, like I said, it's just a better opportunity for these other guys to come out there and play and and get a better role and see what they got. Yeah, you're also not supposed to talk to free agents before <laughs> period starts. And I seem to recall that happened in a cost of second round pick. Right. <laughs> you never know what this front office. Is. Right. <laughs> e either way, the other part of this is the Bulls are three and zero without Zach and AK. The sense is again, this was Casey Johnson reported that AK wants to see what life without Zach is like. This has been an interesting look at it. Three and zero record. Kobe White looks good, man. Yeah, he yeah, looks sure. really good. Uh, yeah. Io and Patrick Williams making some big plays. It's good to see Patrick Williams putting together a good stretch. He wasn't in double figures against Charlotte, but we're gonna. I'm gonna tell you why that's not a bad thing in, in a second. But all in all, life without Zach, and obviously DeMar is still a big part of this team as well. Vooch playing well. Everybody seems to be taking a step up. Maybe it's yeah, coincidence, it, maybe not. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think everyone's playing with a lot more confidence. Everyone's uh, out there just, you know, playing free, playing open. Um, they're playing a lot faster, making quicker and better decisions. So I think that's a, a big thing too. Yeah, definitely. And Billy Donovan said Julian Phillips is going to get some minutes because Zach's not out or Zach's out. And that was going to change when Zach came back, which we all thought that was going to be this weekend against San right. Antonio. I was I was preparing for Zach to come back. I didn't think this foot thing was anything to worry about. I thought it was, okay, he bounced his foot or something. He's going to be out a couple games. I did not expect four weeks. So you're yeah. going to see a lot of Julian Phillips, and that's a good thing for his development. I think so, too. It's always good to see a former bowl out there, you know, playing on Absolutely. the court and, and getting some run and get some experience. I definitely think it's uh, well-warranted and, Hopefully it would help his game, help his confidence. And uh, like I said, um, hopefully it's going to be a lot more more free time for him. So he got to get out there and make sure he's he's ready. It is not lost on me, too. This is kind of just a sidebar here that Julian Phillips is getting first quarter run and Dalen Terry is still getting some garbage time looks where yeah. Dalen Phillips, you traded to the second round to get him. You took Dalen Terry over guys like Walker Kessler, who I was pounding the table for at the time. EJ Liddell was in that draft. Neither here nor there. I'm just – the development plan is – really <laughs> it is something here like if and we talked about this before we started recording if you luck into this type of development track because zach levine got hurt and these young guys are getting these meaningful minutes and they're proving they can handle it it's better to be lucky than good as a friend of mine says yeah like you always say it's better to be lucky than good these guys are getting valuable time valuable experience and uh, like i said if you can see the development that they're getting through this this uh, rough period right now this drama 
field period, I guess, uh, it's definitely good for their for their development. Well, especially mentally dealing with all the noise. Like you've got yeah, to, yeah. you're in third, you're in market three. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of noise. You know that. You know that. You know how us media types in Chicago can be. Yeah, like, for if, sure. If you can power through this that early in your career, you're gonna be fine. Oh yeah, you'll definitely be fine. You can get through anything. <laughs> like Justin Fields, I think was saying he he was asked about like his future as quarterback for the Bears, which is a fun topic that I have many thoughts on. But that's a separate podcast with a different topic. But he, <laughs> the, my point is, he brought up that like ever since I got here, y'all don't. You guys don't back down. No, that's right. Like the, the Bulls beat reporters, Chicago media, you're yeah. you're gonna go through the ringer, and that's just yeah. that's what we do. It's part of the job. <laughs> We're yeah, nice, that, I and, promise. And and the, and the fans also are probably you know pretty some of the most loyal fans, but also some of the most brutal fans too. They just tell it how it is. They want to see their team win. I think if you got tough skin and you can deal with the good, the bad in, uh, in, in a market like Chicago, you can play as long as you want, play anywhere in any market. Definitely. And I think the Charlotte game kind of provided some good looks at some of these young guys. Everybody except Julian Phillips was in the positive. I think he was like minus five, though, in terms of plus minus. That's that's a weird stat, but it's, just, it's a good baseline. But we're talking about like where these guys are, where this team's at. I want to go back to Kobe White here, though. Nine straight games with three or more threes. He has been lights out in terms of being a true point guard. He doesn't fit that mold. I feel like in terms of he's not going to be pass first. He's a shoot first, but he can also make that extra pass. He's come a long way with that part of his game. And it brings me to this as we talk about the trades and the changes. Do you hold on to him? I mean, I think so. He's, he's still young, young enough to, you know, be able to maybe go through a rebuild. I don't think he wants to, but uh, he's definitely one of your brighter spots. Uh, Definitely one of the, uh, better three-point shooters you have on this team and one of the more consistent three-point shooters. So, and like I said, he's not a really a, a point guard, but he's definitely playing the point guard position. And in this day and age, you know, there's not many true point guards out there. Most of the point guards that are playing point guard are score first guys like, you know, Steph, Dame, uh, Russell. Uh, those guys, you know, are not really pass first point guards. So I definitely, he can, I, I believe he can fit in that mold. It feels like he's getting there. And I wasn't yeah, sure yeah. about it until toward the end of last year. Like I was, I was sitting here watching him, and I remember they when they drafted him because out, out of North Carolina, they wanted him to be a point guard. Yeah, he played the two. Like right. <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to make him the one. It didn't work, and he put in the work over the offseason. All the credit to him. Every offseason, yeah. one part of his game has gotten better, and yeah. I feel like now he's starting to become that well-rounded player. And that's why we talk about like tearing this thing down. If they keep looking like this, and he's been the catalyst for that either move that price way up or you put him as one of those untouchable guys. Cause you can kind of build around him in a way. Cause he can play multiple positions. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely think he's a, a great piece to add. You know, if you get like a, a superstar in, in, in trade value or in free agency or, you know, draft somebody in, uh, in the draft, uh, I definitely think he can pair with someone like that. So I definitely think he's a great piece to keep. And he's also been through the rebuilds of the past because he was, yeah. what was he was when he was what twenty nineteen draft I think was when he was taken yeah it was twenty nineteen and that was right after the coaching switch where they kicked Hoiberg to the curb and brought in Jimbo like yeah. that was he's been through a lot too like we talk about how long Zach Levine's been here and understandably so I think Kobe White's only got another two years on him in the right season. yeah yeah like, right for sure he's he's been through it all too. 
Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if you can go through all this stuff, you know, these rebuild, these coaching changes, uh, all the all the drama, all the negative, uh, you know, talk about the team. I think you definitely can, you know, fend off any anything else and you know and be successful. Another guy who is kind of taking some strides here. Rough start to the year for a guy that we both thought was going to break out. Patrick Williams ended his streak of six straight games in double figures. I'll take a nine rebound night though. Eight points, nine yeah. rebounds. I, that's, I'll take that trade off any day. He seems like he's taking a leap. I think so too. And like I said, when your shots not falling, what what else can you do to help the team win? And like I right. said, he's playing defense. He's getting out, getting tra- open transition dunks, getting steals, uh, bringing that defensive energy. Uh, just like his the the guy we all like, Caruso. So I definitely think he's doing something else. And I think the season's still long enough. He still can still can have that effect and have that breakout year we both thought he can have. Yeah, it's a long year, and I know it didn't start out great. I think of when he needed to take the shot, which game was that where he didn't get the shot off at the end? Was it the magic game where he didn't get the shot off at the end when he was coming down the court? Right. And yeah. the offense hasn't been there. There's no questioning the defensive talent, though. Like, right. that's he's kind of the well, Caruso's the leader of the defense, but I would say Patrick Williams is your second most important defender then. And yeah. if he can turn that into offense, become that two way player, it slowly but surely getting there. I wish it would have happened a year sooner. But again, he lost that one that second year because of injury. So yeah. you've got to adjust your timeline a bit. Yeah, I think so too. And like I said, his upside is still still pretty high. His ceiling is really high. Like you said, he has the body, the physique to to be a two way guy and to be a shutdown defender. And I think it's just all about how bad does he want it and the energy and then also maybe just you know, just coaching and teaching someone, just taking him by his side and teaching him the ins and outs of being a defensive stopper or something like that. That nine rebound number, by the way, against the Hornets tied his season high. And at six foot seven, big hands too. Like he's that type of guy. You hear the comparisons to Kawhi a lot with him. And I think, I think LeBron also kind of played into that a little Mm -hmm. bit. Cause I mean, he's guarded the best of the best. Now if he can get that offense going and it also helps bring it back to Zach Levine, you have one less ball dominant guy out there. Like, right. That was one of the biggest things is you had Zach's ball dominant, DeMar's ball dominant, Vooch can pass, but he needs to be scoring 15, 20 points a game too. Where does that leave a guy like Patrick Williams? Now you take Zach and his 23 ballpark points a game. You take him out of there. That yeah. gives more opportunities for guys like Patrick Williams and Kobe White to step up and they're doing just that. That's a really good thing to see. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, it's all about the development of these young guys. And I think, uh, you know, obviously, like you said, uh, taking someone out and putting someone else in, getting getting those getting those shots, getting those minutes. Uh, if you just stay ready, you know, when your number is called, just be ready. And I think that's what he's doing right now. Do people still want Billy Donovan fired? Because these young guys look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you never know. They probably do. But yeah, I, I say keep them. <laughs> I, the guy had success with young guys. He literally yeah. has the court named after him. At the University right. of Florida, it is Billy Donovan Court in Gainesville. Yeah. Like, if there's anyone who can get younger guys ready for the NBA game and get them adjusted, yeah. it's Billy Donovan. And we talked yeah. a couple of weeks ago about the roster makeup. You're seeing what it can look like. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's you know it's all just a process, man. Uh, to quote the '76ers, you know, you got to take it one step at a time. You're gonna have some good years, bad years, but long as you keep, you know, uh, sending up, you know, and keep working towards that common goal, I think, you know, you're going to see the results. And we'll get into like the future too, like what draft picks they can get and stuff. Cause that needs to be part of the, 
I'm thinking toward June already, just because this year hasn't been good. Right. And right, yeah. if you, you're going to, Zach trade feels inevitable. DeMar trade doesn't feel, I wouldn't say it doesn't feel inevitable, but it feels like it's going to happen as well. Just right. because you don't want to let him walk for nothing. Right. His, his contract's done. So yeah. those two guys can get you draft capital. And yeah. that's why these these guys that you're seeing now, Kobe, Patrick Williams, I think Julian Phillips, I, you you remember when we talked right after the draft, I was not very excited about that pick. Right. I, I wasn't <laughs> sold on him right away. If he can be that energy guy and light a, light a spark under these guys, cool. I still like Dama Sanogo, the two-way player. Yeah. I still think he can be kind of an impact guy too. Yeah, you've got names. <laughs> you, you've got names. You've got guys getting meaningful minutes, not just mop up duty, Dale and Terry. And that's not that's not him. That's the path. I don't. I still that pick baffled me when right. they did that. So you've had some misses if you're AKME, but you know you you got another young team coming up here in San Antonio. Bulls get their first look at Wembenyama. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting, man. Wimby Mania is coming to. To United Center, I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be fun to see Wimby and, uh, you know, just see the development like that he's been having throughout this season. Uh, probably, you know, the candidate for Rookie of the Year. But uh, I definitely see his upside is, is crazy, and it's going to be uh, fun to see him, you know, these next, you know, three, four, five years grow into the player that he can be. Yeah, I was terrified for this game before the season. <laughs> I don't know what Wimby's going to do <laughs> for this team. The supporting cast ain't there. Like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the Spurs. They, by the way, we talked about their losing streak the other day when we recorded, they lost again. So they're yeah. now three and 17. Like Wemby to me, I'm going to mix sports just because there's a lot of, there's some parallels here. Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs to me are like Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are worst record in the NHL, but they have a generational talent in Connor Bedard. Yeah. Right. It's very similar. Give them a couple years. They are playing really well. Like yeah. Wemby has been phenomenal. Connor Bedard is a highlight reel after highlight reel. Right. And his he had a goal, he had a goal in the shootout the other night for the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Man, he's special. Like I'm total full hockey fan again. Finally, right. there's a lot of factors to that though. But my point is Spurs are gonna be fine. It's just yeah, yeah. get through year one, but don't be surprised if they get another top five pick. Oh yeah, for sure. I think the biggest thing for me is like they're they're still in all these games. They're they're in close games. They're competitive. They're not right. really getting blown out. You know, like night after night. It'd be different if they're you know Wimby is who he is, but they're getting blown out by twenty and thirty every night. But they're still in games. They're being competitive. There, you can't just go in and be like, oh, this is an easy game tonight. You got to come out here and play. You know. Uh, so I think you know. I think it's uh that's the good thing about watching the Spurs and watching you know a Greg Popovich team. They're not just some pushovers. That you got to go out there and beat them. <laughs> Oh, 100%. Any team coached by Pop, they're going to – even last year when they were tanking, they, right. were, they were playing hard. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's who he is. He's the type right. of guy – to sum him up perfectly was when they were booing Kawhi and he grabbed the microphone. Like, that's yeah, – that was, that was definitely odd, but it was definitely, you know, warranted. I think I, I, he gets a lot of respect for me from, for, for even doing that because a lot of – a lot of people wouldn't even talk about it or wouldn't even thought about doing that, and he actually did it. <laughs> There's no other coach that could have gotten away with it. No, no other coach. coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there is nobody else who could have gotten away with doing that. But go, I'm going back through the Spurs' last seven games here. They lost to the Clippers 124 to 99. That was the one of their last true blowouts, per se. Yeah. Since then, they lost 109 to 102, 118, 112, 132, 120, 
They lost to the Hawks by two, 137-135. That brings up overtime. 121-106 to the Pelicans, 102-94 to the Timberwolves. So it feels like they just need a couple more pieces. And this yeah, it's the same question I posed the other day. Yeah, that's that's great. They're gonna they're gonna be fine. Wemby is still terrifying. Right. But is Pop gonna be around long enough to see this all pay off? Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh he definitely has a couple more years, but I think I'm sure he probably wants to coach, you know, uh forever until you know the He signed that extension before the year. Yeah, yeah. Who know who knows? And who how do how can you fire Greg Pop? So I mean Oh, that's not just, what I'm saying just, at all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying he's gonna. I'm wondering when he's gonna retire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I just think he loves the game. You know, he loves basketball. He loves you know being around guys and teaching guys and teaching younger guys and having an effect uh, that he has on them. So who knows how long he's gonna be around? I'm sure you know, like I said, till till the till the day's end. <laughs> I'm mixing my sports references, which I never do, but it's so easy to compare because my job with college football. It's like Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. The guy has been there long enough. He's the winning. He's at alma. It's his alma mater. He's earned the right to coach as long as he wants. Pop has earned the right to coach as long as he wants. You're not firing yeah. him. It's, it's when he yeah. says he's gonna right. go. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's leaving on his terms. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. I don't care how bad this year is. He's got, he's got a guy like Victor. I yeah. wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to leave that anytime yeah. soon. But he's also. I. How how old is Pop now? He's in his seventies. I know that. Yeah, at least maybe. I'm uh, looking it up at real time here. He is 74. Right okay. Now. So 74, a couple years here. I'd give him five years. I think that's yeah, what his extension was. I think it was five years. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to, wherever the Spurs are going to go, it's going to be determined by how he kind of sets it up, no matter right, where yeah, yeah. he's at with his career. And right. I also worry, I don't care how bad the Spurs are this year as a team. What's Wemby going to do to Vooch? <laughs> I that's mean, gonna a, yeah, that's gonna be an interesting matchup. Seven four guy, Vooch guarding him. I don't know. Vooch is in the best best defender, so I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'll take the over it, on twenty points. <laughs> he's averaging eighteen. I don't know what the no. I don't know if the pl- the props are even out yet for that game. But I, that's the thing that scares me. Now you got to have other guys. He he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna put up a fifty piece. But this could yeah. age very poorly. But it's it's a matter of can the Bulls take advantage of the lack of weapons around him? Right. And yeah. that game is going to be first four. They haven't had a four game win streak since 2021. Like right. you have a you've got a chance here to finally get on a roll. Yeah. And they've got momentum. I'm not ready to call. I'm not ready to give them the big mo yet. I think they just got some momentum going. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the big mo. <laughs> big, they don't have they don't have the big mo yet. I'm a I'm a West Wing. I'm a West Wing guy. Pop, yeah. pop guy. You got you got the big mo, baby. And because <laughs> you got a, you got a rough stretch coming up after that. Like this is a nice yeah. little reprieve that we talked about through December. You can get four wins in a row here, get two because the record's now eight and fourteen, five games under. That's not a bad spot to be if everybody's playing well. Yeah, for sure. And definitely without one of your better players not playing, I uh, definitely think, like I said, they can turn this thing around, get another win uh, against San Antonio. And then, like I said, like I, I just say, just keep building the confidence. You know, uh, I think these young guys are gaining this confidence, getting this experience. It's going to be good for them, especially when you have that rush stretch coming up when you're playing better teams and better competition. I hope when we get to the trade deadline in February, it is sell with an asterisk. Like, right. Maybe you're so. not yeah. don't have to. Yeah, you're yeah. you're gonna get rid of your top guys, but you're gonna be okay once you do. Right, yeah. 
you if there was a generational guy like Wemby. Yeah, if there was a generational guy like Wemby. Yeah. Okay, burn it down. Go get Victor. Do what you got to do. Right. Isaiah Collier is not that type of guy. Right. Ron yeah. Holland is not that kind of guy. Uh, yeah. DJ Wagner is not that kind of guy. Like mm-hmm. you, you. It's not that kind of draft. So if you can tear it down without actually tearing it down, right. That's a fine path. Either way, you've got to move on from Zach. That's going to be priority number one. Yeah. Especially given everything the last 15, 16 hours or so. Right. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of drama, a lot of, you know, unneeded, unnecessary drama. And I think it's taking a toll on the young guys. But like I said, they're still playing well. They're playing with confidence. They're getting a chance to go out there and showcase their talents and see what they've been working on. And like I said, if you can do that without, you know, burning it down, like you said, and try to get a, a good piece in the draft, that can add to this this young core, it'd be great. I'll tell you what, they're fun to watch, which hasn't been yeah. the case for most of the year. They're fun to watch. That's yeah. half the battle at this point. That they're they're gonna be exciting. They're gonna be in some games they shouldn't. Milwaukee. Um see what happens the next few weeks. This is gonna be telltale because I mean I've run through a couple times now. I have run through what the schedule looks like, and I'm gonna do it again just to put it in perspective. After the Spurs game. At Milwaukee versus Denver, at Miami, at Miami, at Philadelphia versus the Lakers. Woo. Hmm. Woo. And then you got San Antonio again, but that's the second half of back to back after the Laker game. So that's been fun the last three games. Hopefully it's fun for four games. You got a wake up call coming up, and it's about how you step up. Yeah, this is, it, it'll be a good test to see how they responded, what they learned from the beginning of the season and all these losses in a row. Uh, but like I said, if they just go out there and play hard and play with some passion and energy, I can take them losing. But I, I just don't want any no more blowouts like the Boston game where it was no any energy, no passion, no effort. Uh, I think, you know, as long as you're doing that, playing with effort and energy and, and passion, just leave it on the court. I think the fans can respect that, even if you win or lose. <clears throat> I hope the streak has been a response to that game because that yeah, yeah. was – Ugly. That was laughably bad. That was that was that was that was boiling. That was it was not good. And uh, it it reeks of like when Patrick Williams got the shot from Giannis sent back in his face, and he he came back and he was as angry as I've ever seen him. It feels like this team has been angry ever since. I hope they keep playing with that without their supposed number one guy. I keep throwing that disclaimer out there because I still think Demar is your number one guy. Uh, we didn't get into like the Caruso trade talk. We'll table that for next week. I'm sure. I'm sure we can find a way to talk some trade talk the next right. few weeks. I'm sure there's going to be some avenues to let us do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, even though Zach's not playing, you never know. It's going to be rumor season. So we are now about a week out from December 15th. That's when players can start to be traded. Nothing's going to happen until January 15th. But still, rumor mill is going to heat up. We're going to get to more. We got silly season for college football going on right now. Silly season for the NBA is going to start in the next few weeks. Still, it's still early, man. They can come back. They can get this thing back to five hundred. Who knows what can happen? <laughs> it, who knows what can happen? Anyway, <laughs> it's right. going to be. It gives us plenty to talk about, though. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls. You're on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV, fifty percent welcome bonus on that first deposit. Also, buy your shirt. Jordan Pippen down here at the last dance. Shop.believe.com. It's a great stocking stuffer as the holiday season comes around. CJ, that was a really interesting show today until that announcement came out about Zach. I didn't know what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> it's going to be a fun couple weeks here to see. Okay, now you know he's out for multiple weeks. Let's see how this team does. Yeah, let's see how what they do, how they how they respond. Uh, 
and uh, you know, if they can keep it up. Yeah, that's keeping it up is going to be the key. Uh, enjoy the weekend. The in-season tournament wraps up this weekend. We will see everybody back here on Tuesday, wrapping up the slated games from the weekend. See everybody then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.